Up next, it's the AFC South preview show with Rich Trojanowski. We talk about his hapless Texans, what's going on with Deshaun. Uh, the Titans are once again the favorite. Do we expect them to defend their division title? What about the Colts, all their injuries in the last few weeks? Uh, what do we make of Carson Wentz? Uh, they have a brutal, brutal schedule to start the season. And finally, the Jags, uh, Urban Meyer, do we think he's going to continue his co college success over to the NFL? And uh, what do we expect from Trevor Lawrence? We also offer a lot of prop bets at the end. Take a listen. Welcome to Your Best Bets. We are in our second uh, portion of the divisional previews for the NFL regular season. We keep closing in a little bit. I think we're in the second week of preseason. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, the 21st. I just, I just got through a really rough preseason watch of the Bears today, and they were just they they looked like a high school team compared to the Buffalo Bills. Um, which is unfortunate. So today we're going to be talking about the AFC South. Um, it's, it's a division where the, the Titans have controlled it uh, at least for the last couple of seasons. And um, we got a couple of re rebuilding teams, I think, um, you know, as well in the South uh, here to join me to talk about the South and preview all four teams and do some, you know, some best bets and some some odds preview is Rich Trojanowski once again. Rich, how are we doing tonight? Phil, I am good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I just got done with a round of golf and it was so incredibly hot outside. I think we were talking before and you said hot it's up there, but oh God, it's so hot down. Yeah, so I believe hot. I believe I, I said it was hotter than balls up here, but I, I think yeah. I think anytime we're talking about Texas heat, you you got me beat. Um, it, it's super humid up in Indiana right now, but um, but a round of golf is always fun. I mean, how'd you play? Not good. I haven't played in like two weeks, so and I hurt my ankle and I was kind of just healing, so I felt some of that and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I mean, it, I'm, it not, I'm like not a I'm not a excellent player like you are, you know, so. I just hear, I hear excuses there is what I hear. <laughs> um, so the AFC South, um, Tennessee Titans are clearly the favorite, which we'll get to, um, you know, the Colts are, are, are going to be in the mix, I believe, at least for a playoff berth. And then there's a, there's a, a, a dividing line between those top two teams and the bottom two teams. Rich, you're you're a fan of the Houston Texans, um, man. This team was near uh, really close to the AFC Championship game two years ago. They had the Chiefs in a massive hole. They end up losing that game, and it's the, the the whole franchise has kind of spiraled out of control since then. Yeah. Catastrophic failure for sure. Yeah, uh, where. What's the mindset of, of Texans fan going? Texans fans going into the season with the team, the roster. At least you're rid of Bill O'Brien, um, and then the situation with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think it's just complete blow up. You know, year for the Texans. You got a, 
a first-time head coach, David Cooley, right? So, you know, it's just – it's not going to be a pretty season for the Texans, I would imagine. And, you know, they brought in so many people that are just – I mean, they have, like, four running backs that were quite good on other teams, but I don't even know if all four of those are going to make the roster, you know? No wide receivers, no outlook there. You know, Brandon Cooks, who's – He's only eight years in there, but, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think, is is probably not going to be much involved with the organization. So it's really more Tyrod Taylor. It would be what we need to talk about, you know. So he's been looking decent in preseason, but um, just the weapons aren't there. I mean, the running backs could be good. I like Philip Lindsay if he could, you know, stay healthy, but. Um, other than that, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Parkett, they're all going to get hurt, you know? It's just going to be – I actually like the running backs. I mean, that's a that's a really yeah. good crew of running backs if you it think is. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it's a four-headed monster, but then I don't know. I and I actually don't – I don't – I actually have a Dave, uh, Brandon Cooks prop later on. We'll talk about that I like. Um, uh, but – Deshaun Watson, um, you know, I, I definitely don't want to go into detail about his situation. I think everyone knows clearly what's happened and where it's at. Uh, the Texans, you know, he demanded a trade, obviously, and I think I've heard that it's still he's still sort of on the block. I've heard two first rounders, two second rounders is the asking price, um, but it sounds like it might. It might be a situation where he doesn't play this year. Right now, he's—I think they've just shelved him and benched him. But um, that the league hasn't even gotten involved with any discipline. Um, so I don't—I mean, we might not see Deshaun this season. Um, so if you're saying we're not going to see him, that—that's got to mean that other teams don't want him, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I. I, I guess it depends on that team situation. I mean, that, that is a large asking price, but I mean, anyone out of, in their right mind knows Deshaun was one of the top three, four oh, yeah. last season. I mean, he was unbelievable, even though the team was so bad. And he's definitely it, still in his prime. He's what, like, oh, yeah, 28 or something, or 20. He's like, he's not I think that he's, old. I think he's like 20, 25. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, like, yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's still got an awesome future. If I just don't, we just have to wait and see how this, uh, all this criminal stuff kind of plays itself out over the next year. Um, the Tennessee Titans, they are the favorites. Um, uh, they, of course, two years ago, remember they, they upset the Ravens, they get to the AFC title game, um, they lose to the Chiefs, and then last year they, they win the division. Um, and then they lose, I think, in the divisional round to the Ravens at home. But this has been a playoff team for two years running. Um, and, you know, it kind of it kind of starts with Derrick Henry, obviously. But Ryan Tannehill is, is a huge piece of this team for the last two seasons and, and why they've been able to win so many games. Uh, Mike Vrabel seems to run a really tight ship there. Of course, a Patriot guy. Um, and then they have a huge acquisition this offseason, acquiring Julio Jones uh, to pair with A.J. Brown. So offensively, it looks like, you know, they're loaded with with Henry Brown and Julio Jones. Are you expecting uh, big things from the Titans offensively this season? Oh, certainly offensively, for sure. And I think it does definitely hinge on Tannehill. I mean, you know, the NFL's all about who doesn't get hurt. You know what I mean? So, 
look at the backups of Tannehill and they're just, they're not there. You know, Matt Barkley, sure. He can, I don't think he can sustain a positive offensive flow that would be required that Tannehill can while the defense able to maintain the points, low points, but there's no one, if Tannehill goes out, then, I mean, obviously Derrick Henry can carry a game too and wide receivers, but I, I mean, Julio Jones hasn't been successful with injuries in the last few years either. I don't foresee them struggling offensively or, or slowing down at all offensively unless um, Ryan Tannehill returns to Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill. I don't think – I think he's done with that. I mean, I don't – I mean, two years of data – I mean, three years? How long has he been with them? Three years? Uh, at least, I think three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's enough data that I mean he's been he's been quite he's a lot more successful. Kind of like, I mean, I'm not gonna can't compare him to Drew Brees, but when Drew Brees left um, San Diego and came to um, New Orleans, it was just a complete turnaround for him. Same thing with Tannehill, you know. I think that he's been quite successful. Was obviously a great running back, you know, that can, can carry a game any second. So my, my questions for the Titans are, 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 can Tannehill sustain what he's been doing? You, it sounds like you think so. Um, are there enough, are there enough footballs to go around for, for their three top weapons? Um, and, and defensively, they, I, I, you know, looking at their numbers, they weren't great um, in 2020. Um, they, they added uh, a couple guys on, def- on defense, Bud Dupree, um, Nico Autry. They drafted Caleb Farley. He hasn't been on the field yet, though. Uh, Dupree's still coming back from a torn ACL, so he might not be available till later in the season. So I, I still think this is a offensive team, um, and that's going to be the side of the ball that carries it. And it's funny because Vrabel's obviously a defensive guy, but I still think this yeah. is, that's the, that's the strong suit of this team. So um, can the defense, uh, you know, help them out enough to? Um, you know, to continue what they've built. I still think they win the division. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I don't, I don't see enough there from the Colts to, to, to overpower the Titans, especially with some of the injuries the Colts are dealing with. Uh, I mean, we're obviously going to transition into the Colts next, right? So, I mean, I think they do, you know, the running backs are the same ones as before. So they've built, this and Jonathan Taylor can easily be a top 10 running back. Um, but the Colts obviously have to hinge on Carson Wentz, which uh, it's not a good hinge. <laughs> so um, it's a questionable you know. hinge. It's a questionable. Yeah. Hinge. Well, we don't even know when he, we don't know when, when he's coming back for sure. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the big thing up in the air. Obviously, I live in Indiana. I, I'm not a Colts fan, but I'm surrounded by Colts fans at, at work and uh, you know some of my friends. So I, I I know a lot about the Colts situation. And and the day that you know I think it was the same week when you know Wentz had the foot injury in preseason, and then Quentin Nelson as well. Um, I had some Colts fans saying they were just wanting to tank the season. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> um, I'm like, hey, wait, you you guys won 11 games last year. This is still. Yeah. You know, there's this still been more than just a, a one-trick pony, and, and I'm talking about Carson Wentz coming from Philadelphia, where it's been it's been a really up and down the last couple of seasons, and now that can be attributed to 
the Eagles having a ton of injuries. It's, it appears that there was a lot of dysfunction in the organization with the head coach and the management. Um, I still think Carson Wentz has got a ton of talent. I mean, we're talking about a guy that the year they won the Super Bowl, he was basically on his way to win the MVP before he, he tore his ACL. Um, I think people forget that. And that wasn't that long ago. Um, so the question is for me, for the Colts is, is if Wentz is not back to start the season, is it going to be Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger to start? Um, it's not, it's pretty much neck and neck from what I, I you know, I've seen um, and I've read. Um, I don't, I don't know how great of a chance either one gives you to win games and rich, I don't know if you've seen it, but the opening five games of their schedule is it is brutal. Um, they start out with the Seahawks, the Rams, at the Titans, at the Dolphins, at the Rams, uh, the first five games. You're talking about a situation where they could easily be one and four after the first five weeks. Uh, well, that kind of changes my perspective a little bit. You know, I was kind of thinking that the Colts could put up some sort of fight against the Titans, but starting in the hole is definitely be tough with if, if Carson can't make it in the first two weeks or and you're running with Sam Ellinger or Jacob A what is it? Eason? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really so, matter. I mean you know Sam Ellinger is a UT guy, but oh, you know, and, I, you know what I really him tons. Yeah. I really liked him in college last year. Yeah. He, I mean he just he definitely makes mistakes, which is not good for a quarterback. Um, additionally with their schedule, I mean, they also have games later on the season against the Bills, uh, the Bucks, the Cards, obviously okay. the, tit- the Titans again. Um, there are some games that are some maybe some gimme games like they obviously you got the Texans twice. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, definitely. But the combination for me, the schedule, the quarterback issue with unsure of when Wentz will be back. Um, Left tackle is a huge question mark right now. Eric, they um, they acquired Eric Fisher from Kansas City, but he obviously is recovering from ACL. Don't know when he'll be in. So they have three guys for left tackle that um, you know they're they're trying to kind of figure out who's going to be the starter. Um, Julian Davenport, uh, Will Holden, Sam Tevy. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, They've kind of been playing it out in camp. None have been great from what I've understood. So that and um, uh, I had some questions about their pass rush, but they did they did draft uh, uh, my favorite name in the division, Rich Quitty Pay um, from <laughs> Michigan. Uh, he was drafted in the first round to help, obviously, the pass rush. Um, obviously, they have one of the best defensive players. Um, in the league uh, with Darius Leonard. Yeah, no. Darius, oh. Darius, Darius Leonard. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so he anchors the defense, obviously. Um, I, I think they're, you know, they're fairly stout at the middle, but um, I, I have some questions about them getting to the passer. Um, interestingly, we were just talking about this before we went live is that the Titans and the Colts both have an over under of nine wins. Um, I, now the Titans are minus 160 to be over nine and the Colts are plus 100 to be over. So the, you know the DraftKings clearly so likes the, money. So yeah. yeah, DraftKings clearly likes the Titans to get at least ten wins. I mean, ten and seven is what we're talking about there. If they were to you know to get that mark, over ten for the Titans would be plus one thirty. Um, that so that you get a little bit more juice if you expect them to go eleven and six. 
I always look for the numbers that, are, that offer me a little bit of better return. Yeah. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Rich. Um, obviously, the huge two moves in the offseason were uh, Urban Meyer uh, becoming coach. Uh, I, he's such a huge lightning rod and uh, really polarizing on both ends of the spectrum. And uh, uh, obviously, with the number one pick, they take Trevor Lawrence. What is your your thought on the Jaguars? Is this a transition season, or do they have any potential to surprise? There's definitely a potential to surprise. I mean, they, they have a, a lot of core players still there, and Trevor Lawrence is you know he's no joke, and I think he can certainly learn quick. So that's going to be a benefit for them to be able to hopefully he'll learn it quickly and you know, move the ball effectively throughout the game plans. But, I mean, they don't really have star players, so it's hard to kind of, you know, Josh Allen defense, but, um, Jack. But, I mean, the defense is, is good, but they, I, I, they, don't, they don't stand a chance against the Titans for sure. Um, but I think there is definitely potential. What are they at um, on their over-under? Uh, they are at six and a half. Okay. Which I I kind of like the over, like maybe just over seven, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get. I mean, I think they they can definitely get seven wins, I believe. So and that's seven and ten this day. So, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I I think they don't they have a shot at being something more because of all what you're talking about with star rookie quarterback star head coach change it's going to be there i do i i have this worry about urban meyer uh in the back of my head being the next nick saban um not not the college nick saban but the nfl nick saban and not it's i don't i, I don't know if it's going to transition you know as good as he's been, as good a college coach as he's been everywhere he's been starting from utah all the way through ohio state he's just been a great college head coach but i don't i don't know yet like i i read today on twitter rich that he he calls the the race for starting quarterback between trevor lawrence and gardner Mishu as is it's very up in the air i mean are you kidding me man you drafted a guy that I, I, I think Trevor Lawrence was maybe the most highly thought of quarterback since Andrew Luck that came out of, of college. Maybe well, he came out about 10 years ago. I, I just, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just, that's the only, I'm worried about, uh, uh, you know, his ego, Urban Meyer's ego, maybe holding him back, but I, I think they have well, co- college, college, uh, quarterbacks and college head coaches, there's always this potential of whether or not they're going to succeed. And I think head coaches a lot more, they don't succeed when they go from college to, to the pros. And when I think Urban Meyer, I mean, he's solid, you know, he's a you're, solid head coach. You're a believer. You're a believer. I'm a believer for sure. And Trevor Lawrence has just been, I mean, he's just been so good. And big moments. He, he didn't win all of them, but you know, he certainly yeah. got his his fair share. Yeah. No, I think I I think there's some talent there in offense. Um, they uh, 
They have DJ Chark back. He's a pretty solid receiver. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, they got him. He's a nice veteran. Um, yeah. And then they also got uh, uh, Travis Etienne from Clemson. He was, you know, obviously the starting running back there. Um, so there, there are some weapons. Um, you know, we talked about the defense. I think there is uh, some talent there for sure. The secondary, they have. From what I from what I saw there, there's some question marks. But um, is it a team that can win seven games? You know, as far as upside goes, I think it's possible. Um, we talked a little bit about the division, Rich. Uh, you know, the Titans are favored at minus 105, Colts at plus 140, and the Jags at plus 600. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't even address the, the Texans, but I guess we can kind of write them off. You know, one of the, the, the prop bets we talked about, where well, we didn't talk about it, but they are favored to be the least amount of wins. So, you know, plus 350, I think. Oh, the Texans are? Yeah. Okay. They're the favorite to have the least amount of wins. So I, did, I didn't even I think know. of that mm-hmm. one. I didn't even think of that one, but that I think that's really in play. <laughs> I think that's really <laughs> Plus three fifty isn't terrible. Yeah, um, to make the playoffs, I have so the Texans to make the playoffs is at minus one fifty. This isn't even necessarily a division winner; it's just to make the playoffs. Period. Colts at minus one twenty, and the Jags at plus three hundred. I think it's. Um, I think we both agree. Well, I think it sounds like I'm more strongly for the Titans winning the division than maybe you are. You think the Colts probably have a better chance than, than I do. Um, I think it's a split, to tell you the truth. I mean, that's what I, I came into this, and then we started talking about the Colts, and I'm really starting to feel like the Titans are probably going to run away with it. Like 11 wins, and the Colts have like eight. And the Jags have seven, and Texans have two, you know? Something like that. Say if Carson Wentz starts Week One, and he's healthy. Then I might, I might think the Colts can win ten games and, and be a wild card. But I think if you make it, first of all, I don't think you can make a bet on the Colts right now. I just think you have to stay away. Um, yeah, completely because of the injuries, you just don't know. Um, and that's why I'd hammer the Titans even more right now. The Titans to win the conference to win the AFC is at plus fifteen hundred. The Titans to win the Super Bowl is at plus 3,000. Does either one of those interest you? Can they make it out of the loaded AFC right now? No. I mean, I think it's it's we're, we're in the division. We're in the era of Kansas City for sure. Always in the discussion to win the championship. Mm-hmm. You know. And Buffalo. So I don't is, think the Titans Buffalo are. Buffalo is yeah. up tough and even even the Ravens and Browns I think have a little bit more to offer um than the Titans so yeah I don't I don't it's it's a great number plus 3,000 the Colts are right behind them plus 1,600 I mean everything I'm looking at these these sport sports books are putting the Titans and the Indy and the Colts like right next to each other on all the stats you know and I thought it was really interesting where it says a prop bet for most regular season wins and the, uh, the Colts are plus what was it 2,500 and then the Titans are plus 3,500, but then yet they're supposed to win the, the division. I don't, I don't understand how that's, that's possible. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that one up. It doesn't necessarily jive with all the other odds, which the Titans are ahead of the Colts and all the other odds. So 
that that particular one is pretty it's pretty interesting it makes me want to like look into more of the indianapolis bets because they could possibly you know be better because of the sports books trying to favor more towards the, the titans so you might be able to squeak in a nice indie bet somewhere I I'll, I'll save those for you, Rich. I I'm not touching it. I I I can't bet any of these anyways. You know, I live I know. in Texas. This so. is hy- this is hy- <laughs> this is hypothetical for you. This is real yeah. for me. Um, which, by the way, you know, I last week on the AFC East show, I talked about me loving the Zach Wilson most interceptions bet. I bet that. I mean, I so when I'm when I'm talking about these, it's it's stuff that I actually am betting and I like. Um, I'm I'm not betting anything with the Colts as far as as the team. Um, I just don't I I don't if Jacob Easton or Sam Ellinger is my quarterback, my my you know for the first five weeks I might go one and four and I'm I'm done. So yeah. I I don't I don't know. There's too much unknown for me. Um, I I would bet this the division uh, the division finish exactly the this order: Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans plus one ninety. That's I think that's a great yeah. that's a great number. Um, I like that. I like this divisional parlay, uh, the Titans to win their division and the Bucks to win the NFC South. That's plus 175. So take those two to win the division, uh, parlay them together. Um, let's get to player props. You got any, any, anything specific? Cause I got about six here that I wrote down, Rich. Well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, well, which ones you got? Okay. So from the, the Titans, I, Ryan Tannehill's passing yards, the over-under is at 4,200. And uh, under 4,200 is minus 130. I, I don't see him. That's a lot of yards, and I, I, I don't even know what he did last year. But I, I just think the combination of Derrick Henry is going to take a little bit away. I could see him being the high 3,000s. Under Tannehill, for minus, that's minus 130. Um, and then conversely, I have Julio Jones – over 77 and a half catches. Um, so I think he'll be in the low 80s. Health is always an issue, as you said earlier with Julio, or has been. So there is some risk with this one. But I'll take over 77 and a half catches at minus 120. Um, 77. Hmm. Um, Again, this is your money, not my money. <laughs> um <laughs> The Colts, I have, like I said, I'm not touching their quarterbacks. Actually, there's mm-hmm. no there's no quarterback props right now. Um, I'm not messing with the receivers in the passing game, but I will I will hammer Jonathan Taylor because I think, as you mentioned, yeah. he's due he's due for a great year. Uh, over ten and a half touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Uh, that's at plus one hundred. I'll take that, and over fourteen hundred total yards. So that's rushing and receiving. That's uh, over 1400 to minus 115. I like Taylor. I like that. For both of those. Um, for your Texans, Rich, I have I have one. <laughs> I have Brandon Cooks. Uh, over 895 receiving yards. That's it. He's the only guy that they have on the on the roster to throw the ball to. Um, so that's that minus well, one. They, they picked up your boy um, Anthony Miller, Miller. Uh-huh. and yeah. he got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt already. Which oh, is, yeah, but I mean, and so does Brandon Cooks. He gets hurt he does. nonstop, too. He does. he does have an injury history, yes. That would be the only 
I just think it's the only viable pass catcher that there's something there. Um, and then my two Jags uh, uh, prop bets, Trevor Lawrence, over 25 and a half passing touchdowns. That's at minus 115. Um, I think this, you know, the bullshit Urban Meyer is saying with Gardner Minshew potentially starting is just him. I don't know if it's a putting up a – a front that he doesn't want to give too much away, but um, sure, this is obviously Trevor Lawrence's job. Um, if he plays the entire season, 26 touchdowns in 16 games seems like a viable number for him. And someone I really like that I think is underrated is DJ Chark, uh, their number one receiver, over five and yeah. a half, uh, over five and a half uh, receiving touchdowns. That's it. Six. Oh, so yeah, that's good. Six touchdowns. That's at minus 120. Uh, okay. I like that one as well. So there is some props out there, but there's, you know, like I said, if you're if you're talking about the Colts, it's really tough to do anything with them except anything with Jonathan Taylor. There was there was one that I was thinking of with them, Darius Leonard as Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, that's a plus. He's at plus two thousand. But there's obviously, is he going to beat out Aaron Donald? Is he going to beat out Miles Garrett? Yeah. T.J. Watt, Chase Young? I probably not. So you probably can't go there. Um, and then the other. Uh, the other one I was thinking about was offensive rookie of the year. Trevor Lawrence is, is the favorite there at plus 300, but there's it's not a ton, ton of bang for your buck. Um, uh, you know, he's right ahead of Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Najee Harris. I would, I would, I, you know, I had Drew on last week for the AFC East. He talked about Najee Harris. He loved that bet. I kind of agree with him. Um, in Pittsburgh, I think he's going to get yeah. a ton, ton of carries, and I think he's going to have a really nice season. So I, I'm yeah, they're ready for a new running back over there. You know, yeah. they still have pieces, and they need a they need a solid running back. So I have one particular prop bet I wanted to talk about, and that is JJ Watt regular season sacks. Okay. So he is over eight and a half at minus 130. He's under eight and a half at even plus 100. So my thought on this is that he is, he's just, he's tremendously old. Okay. And many, many injuries. Like, I really don't believe that he has a whole lot left in the tank to be able to accomplish eight and a half sacks. So obviously there's not a lot of value and just, putting up even money, but you know, it's worth a like a $50 bet, I believe, to put on under eight and a half for JJ Watt to get that many sacks. He's gonna be watching his brother getting, you know, 17 sacks. So that's my take on that prop bet because I love JJ Watt and he is an amazing athlete, but he's not getting eight and a half sacks this uh this season. I like I like that you you picked that one out. Um, yeah, I, I saw he was already nursing a, a hamstring injury out in, in Arizona uh, in training camp. Nine nine would be it would be a good number for his age and where he's been the last couple of seasons. Um, obviously, one of the best defensive players of the last ten years. I was <laughs> it, so so Houston does. I mean, are they is the city they they really love JJ that much? Well, he had to put out like a, you know, a video saying about how, you know, just he loved Houston and everything. So, you know, he's followed by millions of Houstonians and he's definitely beloved. I can tell you that. I think when he let or he didn't leave, it's just 
that was the end of it, you know? And he just, I mean, he was a great spark during those times. Great um, supporter of Hurricane Harvey. I think he um, got like $15 million in donations or something like that to the Hurricane Harvey. I'm just pulling that out. It's a large amount of millions that he was able to Mm-hmm. get funded for hurricane harvey relief and you know it was, it was just i mean he's just a he's a commercials all over the place so he was definitely a, a stoic person here in in houston for sure yeah. i have to see him on another fucking subway commercial with his brothers i'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lose my mind that's all <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, all right rich anything else on the afc south uh, no, I think that's. Uh, I really, I really do think that the combination of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence is going to be something. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be there. They're gonna, they're gonna grow into it. It's gonna grow into something where Jacksonville's recognizable in the division again. I, I can agree with you. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I, I, I almost said. You know, as as a super dark horse to make the playoffs plus three hundred was kind of an interesting number. Oh. It's you would have to kind of uh, you'd have to put some risk out there to to, to, to think that they're going to get maybe ten wins, which would probably have to be. You know, I'm sure you got to get to double digit wins in the AFC to get to the playoffs this year. Um, all right, Rich. Well, appreciate your insight on the Texans, the AFC South. Um, and should be a good season, at least for 31 teams that are not named the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Phil. Yeah. It's been fun. All right. Uh, check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we'll have six more of these coming. We got a couple uh, next week. I forget which divisions. I've, I've lost my schedule for now, but uh, they're coming. So we'll – uh, probably at the end of this uh, on, on our, our Facebook, Instagram page, we put some of our best division bets up uh, if anyone wants to follow them. So uh, once again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time.